Chapter Eighteen of A Deal with the Devil. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Angelique G. Campbell, February two thousand nineteen. A Deal with the Devil by Eden Philpotts. I forbid the bands. There you are," said a soft musical voice above us, and glancing up, I saw Phyllis Rose. She was in truth a beautiful girl, dressed in her Sunday clothes looking the pink of health and happiness i've watched you ever so long dear dan and this is your dear dear grandmother oh i hope she will let me love her for your sake she kissed me and i confess my heart warmed to her she was as pretty and tender a little soul as ever lived to make sunshine for other people i soon found out that she worshipped the ground my grandfather trod upon she slipped her little hand into his as she walked up to her father's cottage and talked pleasantly and happily with a london accent at her modest habitation an excellent meal and a bottle of very passable red wine were prepared the girl's parents seemed delighted to see us and welcomed me in a most hearty but at the same time respectful manner i tried to banish the real fatal aspect of the position and live in the passing hour grandpapa seemed very cheerful were the bands called again to-day he asked that they was said mr rose and phyllis the little silly got as red as a peony and her mother no better blushed like a schoolgirl too that's the second time of asking don't you have no more fruit pie dan remember henley but my grandfather explained he had not gone into regular training yet sam sturgis and i began hard work together on monday week he said we're both very fit and if i don't pull off the diamonds i ought to go near winning the double skulls with sam it's a month next monday the young things went off together presently and i had a thimbleful of cold punch with mr and mrs rose and chatted to them it was seldom i got an opportunity to talk to my fellow-creatures now and i must admit that i enjoyed doing so they were quite willing to listen and tried to turn our talk to grandfather but i said as little on that head as possible what do you think of her my grandfather asked as he rode me home in the evening she is a pearl of a girl but it must not be grandfather you contemplate a most wicked action i pray you abandon the idea stop till henley if you must then let us hurry away we can write and break it off and send her a present in money they are poor and it would be very welcome you may talk yourself inside out martha but it won't alter me he said with quiet determination this is the only girl i've ever really loved and the devil himself won't stop me for that matter he's the last to try to no doubt it is necessary to have your bands called in your own parish as well grandpapa i know i know i wasn't married three times without getting a pretty good knowledge of the ropes my bands have been called twice at st jude's you never go to church now or you'd have heard em st jude's is not much patronized the service is long and low and the church half empty so much the better then he changed the subject 
and as the moon rose and made the river look romantic grandpapa tried to invent a bit of poetry about phyllis and failed oh phyllis mine come let us twine our arms about each other's necks he began then he turned to me and said put that flask away martha you think i can't see you but i can our arms about each other's necks then let me see what rhymes with necks checks i answered humouring him ah that would come in if this was an ordinary modern sort of love match but it isn't i want something pastoral or idyllic let me see where'd i got to come phyllis mine and let us twine our arms about each other's necks rex dex specs flex pecks neck is off let's try each other's waists waist raced paste taste graced laced haste then he ran into the bank and abandoned verse and fell back upon lurid prose which he applied to me and my management of the rudder lines what do you think you're doing you muddle-headed old mummy sit straight and look at the river not at the moon i'll make you sign the pledge to-morrow blessed if i don't you'll have more water with your whiskey than you want in a moment oh lord never again never pull the right string the right holy mouse on sunday evening too finally i gave up the lines being really far from well and he shipped the rudder and made me sit in the bottom of the boat i don't know what possessed me but i felt quite happy in spite of my passing dizziness and when a boat went by us with a young man in it playing a banjo and singing i sang too it was the first time i had done so for forty years shut up you ruin gasped grandfather stop it for the love of the lord do you think i want the whole river to know it's like a cargo of corn crakes you're enough to frighten a steam launch i stopped then and cried at his cruelty don't be harsh grandfather don't be brutal to your only grandchild i sobbed behave yourself then when you take to singing in public it's about time i spoke out we got home somehow and never returned to the subject he did not desire to be reminded of his poetry and therefore was careful not to allude to my passing indisposition but i never hesitated to speak on the subject of poor phyllis i implored him by everything that was sacred to abandon this undertaking each day throughout that week i attacked him until in sheer despair and rage he would take his hat and fly from the house but nothing availed grandfather would not alter his intention and i therefore determined to forbid the bands the thought was naturally very distasteful to me but i could see no alternative grandpapa never dreaming of such a thing rode up the river as usual on the following sunday and i went to st jude's in due course the minister published the bands of marriage between daniel dolphin of this parish bachelor and phyllis rose of somewhere else i forget the name of the place spinster it was for the third and last time of asking i got up grasped the pew in front of me and exclaimed this this mustn't go on 
i forbid the bands which asked the minister he had read out a string of names those between my grand between daniel dolphin and phyllis rose will the individual who has forbidden these bonds of marriage meet me in the vestry at the end of the service said the clergyman then he proceeded in the vestry he asked me for particulars in the first place i answered mr dolphin is not a bachelor at all he is married he has been married three times do you mean to say that mere boy's been married three times it's the solemn truth no wife alive i trust oh no the last died sixty years ago at least that is woman said the pastor sternly what do you mean mr dolphin came to see me himself he is twenty so he says but does not look that you have told me a transparent lie do you know mr dolphin know him he's my grandfather the vicar looked round to see if the coast was clear he prepared to escape if i should grow violent his manner instantly changed keep cold dear madam i quite understand let me get you a glass of water to drink then he withdrew and i heard him whispering to an old woman who opened the pews he bid her run for a doctor and a policeman upon this i rose and went home to my surprise grandpapa rode back pretty early in the afternoon he was in a terribly depressed and agitated condition so i did not tell him just then what i had done what's the matter grandfather phyllis is well no she's not well a brute got up at her wretched church and forbid the bands she fainted and her fathers met the parson and somebody else afterwards whether it was tomkins or talbot or rogers or the princess i don't know but it's all up old rose is going to arrange an action for breach of promise his wife came home from church and gave me the particulars and some pretty peppery criticism at the same time we must clear out of this but i'll row for the diamonds if the heavens fall get your traps we'll go up the river by easy stages and lie low in the daytime i can enter for the regatta under a feigned name thus had my poor grandparents bands been forbidden at both places of worship simultaneously End chapter eighteen